I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the movie, movie lovers. lovers. Welcome. Hello. To the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode is a review episode, so we will be reviewing the Disney film from November-ish, Strange World. So let's get into our review of Disney's Strange World. doing in our front yard our entire world is in grave danger i want you to come with me on an expedition i'm not my father he was the explorer i know you were just a kid when you went missing but now you're all we got mr clade i'm a huge fan oh, thank you of your dad <laughs> do you think you could forge his autograph what where in the world are we Ethan, you brought the dog? Sorry! We are clearly in uncharted territory. Whoa. Hello. You probably don't understand a word I'm saying. Of course I understand you. Huh? <laughs> Dad? Dad? Grandpa? I'm a grandpa. What is this place? The cliffs are alive. And the waters dissolve the flesh off your bones. Everything down here is trying to kill us. Do you mind if I call you Splat? You just kind of give me Splat vibes. Ah! Ow! I guess I deserve that. Grandpa's awesome! He is not awesome! You gave me a machete for my birthday? <laughs> Classic Jaeger claimed. I was too. I'm loving this family reunion, but come on, we got a world to save. We need you to figure this out, otherwise we're doomed. We are doomed! Wait, seriously? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. And that was from the trailer to Disney's Strange World, the latest animated movie from Walt Disney Animation Studios. It is directed by, co-directed by Don Hall and Ki Wen. It is a directorial debut for Ki Wen, who also wrote the script. Don Hall is worth noting because he is the director of such previous Disney films as... As Winnie the Pooh, Big Hero 6, he co-directed Moana, and he directed Raya and the Last Dragon a couple years ago. So, this film, Strange World, is about the legendary Clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission. That couldn't get broader that's for sure and honestly i think the trailers were a little broad 
as well, not really giving too much detail about what exactly they're exploring. This movie stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Gabriel Union, Jabuki Young White, Dennis Quaid, Lucy Liu, Karen Sony, and some work by Alan Tudyk and Abraham Benruby. So when we review a film, we like to focus first on the good. What were a film's strengths? What was good about a film? And then we talk about the bad. What were a film's flaws? What sucked about a movie? Um, etc. etc. Then we weigh whether or not the good outweighs the bad, give it a score, and then go into spoilers and final thoughts. Talk about things that maybe we couldn't talk about before. So, Shanna, we're reviewing this movie because, A, it's kind of a dead period. There's not a lot to really go to the theater and see and review, especially nothing that feels essential right now. And, B, you really wanted to see this movie. So, my question is to you, A, did Strange World live up to your expectations and what was good about Strange World. I really enjoyed this film. I think it did live up to what I was expecting. I was right about a few things, which always makes a person feel good, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you (laughs) feel very good when you're right. Such a great self-esteem booster. Anyway, I enjoyed the story. Uh, A little predictable at times, but that's fine. And then I loved the world building. I loved what they had created. I loved how things were working and how, speaking broadly, I really liked how everything was interconnected. So that mm. was enjoyable. Okay. You know, it's a good father-son story to add to the pile. Okay. Anything else you thought was good about it? I guess that's it for now. Okay. Well... So, how disappointed were you in this film? Well, <laughs> I always fo- focus on the good. What was good uh-huh. about the movie? Uh-huh. And you know, I could see why you wanted to see this film in the theater. And in a way, I, I really kind of think, even though it did stick around in the theater for a very long time, I do think the timing in which it was released is unfortunate because. I feel like for us, there were so many things coming out that mm-hmm. it was it was hard to prioritize this. And, and, and part of what went into that is the, the buzz around the movie wasn't that it was a, a new crown jewel in Disney's you know, catalog or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely got pushed back in the priority compared to some other films that did seem really essential to squeeze in before we were assessing the year as a whole but my point is i i definitely understand why you wanted to see the movie in the theater because as i'm watching this i really do think that the 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 visuals are 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 very colorful it's visually stunning it definitely is going for big adventure with like huge not, not not landscapes but Huge visuals, right? The way mm-hmm. things are cropped, the way things are storyboarded, there is a cinematic quality to this film. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? There's a lot of movement, not just with things moving left and right, but with di- a lot of diagonal work as well. Mm. 
So I part of me do, does think that this is a film that would have been better served on the big screen rather than on Disney Plus, where people yeah. are likely watching it on iPads or phones or whatever mobile device they have, not necessarily on their TV. And even then, what kind of TV do they have? Is it is it 60 inches? Is it smaller than that? All that sort of stuff. So I do think that there is a the, there is a cinematic experience here, visually speaking, that is the film's greatest strength. There is a lot of imagination in the visuals mm. in this film. Uh, that I think is 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 really kind of cool and interesting. So I give the film credit there. And, that, and uh, I, I suppose I will say that also there's some decent voice work by the likes of Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid doesn't sound a hundred percent recognizable. It's it's there are these stars that are cast for these characters. But to an extent, I feel like the voices do fit the characters. Mm. And I do feel like people like Lucy Liu and Dennis Quaid are not necessarily like voices that stand out like, oh, I am in my mind picturing this person saying these words, Mm. which can be a problem when stars are cast instead of voice actors. Mm. So I think it it does avoid that. I do. I, I do have to give it credit for that. All right, so uh, that's about as far as I can go in terms of what is the good. Shanna, what were the film's failings? If there were any, where did the film fall short of what you were hoping for? Any flaws? What was the bad? Well, Jeff, I was actually going to ask you about that (laughs) because I I can't think of anything right now. I think, you know, you had a... You mentioned something earlier about the film not being like one of Disney's instant gems. And I I guess you're right. This is one of the weaker films. Hmm. It's not as incredibly memorable as films in the past. Encanto was a big year musical, but there have been, you know, things like Zootopia that just feels so perfect and so Hmm. relevant and so applicable to what's going on at any point in our history. And I guess with this one, I guess it kind of, it's more personal. It's, it's smaller contained, even though it's taking place in this, this big imaginative world. Yeah. Because it's about father to father, father to son relationships and, and three generations of that. So yeah, it's more intimate. They're keeping it. I think as simple as possible because relationships can be pretty complicated. And Mm. so they're just trying to keep it as simple as possible. But I did feel like something was missing and I guess I can't quite put my, I can't quite figure it out. Mm. I'm not saying this needed to be a musical. No, 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 definitely not. No, no. I just think something was maybe missing. Well, I, I think you're you're right about that. Here's the thing. Like I a year or so ago I finished going through all sixty films by Disney Animation Studios. And one of the things at the end of the journey I wrote about, which you can find at the Gibsonreview.com under the reviews and features tab, in my conclusion is that like during the Walt years, the Walt years were pretty solid and consistent in terms of quality 
it really wasn't until after Walt Disney passed away that the studio finally had a bad movie. And from that period, from 1970 until like 2006-ish, like the studio's catalog was very spotty. There's some strengths, there's some periods that are good, but there's also like a lot of forgot forgettable movies. And and there's some while while there's hills, there's also valleys. However, over the past uh, several years, since 2008 with Bolt, I noticed the studio was getting fairly consistent with its quality again. It was a very good period that we were having where we had as you mentioned you mentioned Zootopia you mentioned Encanto we also had in that time Tangled which was pretty good we had Raya and the Last Dragon we had Moana we had all the Dawn Hall movies which actually I'm a, I'm a big fan of as a matter of fact Princess and the Frog there was a really great streak that we had here and I think that streak finally came to an end here, unfortunately. Very surprisingly, because of Don Hall being involved with this film. And I think he has a, a pretty impressive filmography over the four or five films he contributed over the past uh, 15 years or so. So why is that? Well, I think, first of all, this is a sci-fi adventure film. And I really think that... Disney historically has a really rough history with sci-fi adventure films. The only one, when I say best Disney sci-fi adventure film, the only one that really should come to your mind is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, a live-action movie, one of the best live-action movies by Walt Disney Pictures. But in terms of making animated movies that are sci-fi adventure films, all of them are just like at best fine. And um, when I'm saying this, what I'm including is there's Atlantis, the Lost Empire, I think it's called. I like Atlantis. Yeah, there's certain people who grew up with it like it, but it is ultimately a film that when I re watched it and reviewed it, it definitely falls short of everything that came before it. It's not that great an adventure. The characters, like most people can't name anyone beyond Milo, if they can even think of Milo's name. Kida, the mole guy. The mole guy. What's his name? I think he's the mole guy. <laughs> what's, what's the name of the villain? I don't know. Right? So there's, there's a lot of forgettable Standard elements. Standard white guy. Where there isn't forgettable elements in the best of the Disney catalog, right? Uh, Meet the Robinsons, I mentioned. And there's like one other one I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Are you thinking of Treasure Planet? Oh, God, yes. Treasure Planet. Did That's you watch so that? so abysmal. Yes. Yes, oh, I did. Okay. Yes, that is really bad. There's, a, there's I think there's another one somewhere along the lines um, in mm -hmm. the post-Walt uh, years. But anyway... It's a rough go, man. Even if you like Atlantis, surely you can't argue it's up there with a Lion King, uh, Little Mermaid, Jungle Book. Well, now all you're, those now movies, you're right? talking top tier. And I think we yeah. have to also be fair. Like with Disney, there's top tier, and then there's middle tier, and then there's low tier, and there's like a higher end of the middle tier. Yeah. So, so I would unfortunately, argue. this probably falls into middle, middle tier. In my opinion. And that's generous. That's choice. generous. Like. Yeah. So, um, this you're talking about Atlantis? 
I was talking about Strange World. Oh, you're talking about Strange World. Okay. So that's the thing is Strange World does not really change that. And I think part of the thing is you're talking about the father-son relationship story, which is supposedly the heart of this story. Mm. But it is also fairly generic, right? It is not saying or telling a mm. a story that we haven't seen a dozen times before in terms of fathers accepting the sons and the path they want to go on. Yeah. So I think with you know we the first few minutes of the film we see our main character with their father and their father's an explorer and is very much that is his life that is his world that's all he can think about he's not even thinking about what his son may or may not be good at he doesn't Mm -hmm. even recognize or acknowledge in any way that his son knows how to be an explorer right and then with our main character he's trying so hard not to be his father but then he ends up you know as we do being a little bit like him and and also being like well i just figured you're a farmer and you like farming at least Uh he uses the words of i thought you liked farming Uh to something like that i think it would have been way more interesting if we had more exploration of how his son the grandson was so much more different from the fathers before him, yeah. the men before him, because there is this really unique new generation coming up, you know, mm-hmm. and I just don't, I, I'm not able to get them because there, there's so many things that are different. There's always going to be common things between d- generations, etc. Mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that's new here for this one. I felt like they needed to do more of that in this movie. They needed that's mm-hmm. how they needed to make it more relevant. Well, I don't know about relevancy. I am right with you in terms of fleshing out that character a little bit more in terms of what his interests are or establishing that a little bit more because all we see is that um, he he wants to go on an adventure. He 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 seems drawn or attracted to his grandfather, but there's not a lot seeding that before the adventure and before like he meets his grandfather. I don't know. Here's here's one of the strengths I did I, I could have mentioned that I just remembered. There are elements in this movie that I think are progressive and, and really great to see reflected in, in a Disney movie. There's for one thing, the grandson is gay. It's not even made a big deal of even by the freaking grandfather, which really surprised me. It just is. There's also a three-legged dog. There's no reason for... constantly coming into danger. Yes. There's no reason for the dog to be three-legged. He just is. They don't comment on how or why. He just is. And that's fine. And and the, and, and the, car, the dog doesn't have a whole lot to him aside from constantly almost dying. But... And he's always just happy to be there for the ride. Always happy. Which there are dogs like that. (laughs) Sure thing. Sure thing. But getting back to the the father-son dynamic story, I think you're right. There isn't quite enough to really, like, make me fall in love with that story, have an emotional connection with that story, and thus feel engaged with the characters. Mm. Segue. That's a nice segue to also the characters are forgettable. Like... They are, they don't have strong enough personalities or aren't written well enough for them to really stand out 
and be anything better than what we saw in things like Meet the Robinsons or Milo. You might, or uh, sorry, Atlantis. You might remember their character designs, but will you, a year from now, be able to A, remember their names, and B, just um, name three characteristics about those characters? I don't know that really you will. Um, I, I don't really remember anyone's name from this movie. There you go. Actually. There you go. Um, I will and say, it's only been three days. Yeah. I will say one more cool thing about the grandson is he's constantly trying to figure out how can we all work together. It's not a them versus them kind of situation. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to work together. And yeah. I thought that that was quite lovely. And I would have liked it if that was fleshed out more. You know, what was he getting involved in? Why why is he this way? Well, I want to know the story. I don't know. I will say that that concept is consistent with most of the recent Disney movies where we don't have a particular bad guy, quote, unquote. Mm. The movie, and without giving away spoilers, the movie comes close to that. The movie is a little matter with itself, too, so that's kind of fun. Well, let's, I want you to come back to that in spoilers. Okay. Let's, I want to hear your explanation of that. Let's jump into spoilers. There's definitely something we have to talk about in spoilers. I will uh, also say, uh, just kind of alluding to that, the world building is a little weird. Oh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it totally worked. Like, they have flying machines, but the flying machines can't fly very high or very far. Like, why is that? What's, wh- why can't the airplanes fly really high? Why do, do they have to do fly Do you know low? how an actual airplane works? Can you tell me how an actual airplane flies? I don't need There we go. You to. don't need to know. All right, I moving don't, on. But, no, come on. <laughs> no. Come on. No. We, it's, it's hard for us to go into a world where there's limitations like that without them being explained when it's not limited in our world. You know, it, 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 and also like oh there's, gosh. there's a craft that seems to only work when it's above like some sort of surface. It's like a hovercraft type right. thing. Except then later in the movie, someone's using that and it's not hovering over anything. So it's inconsistent. It doesn't quite, it kind of breaks its own rules there. And then there's the whole like, oh, some, there's, there's more of this I have to dive into in spoilers. Oh, good. In terms of that. We're not finished hearing about it. Excellent. Excellent. No, you won't be. Like I said, I'm alluding to the world building and we'll get into it in spoilers, which you are really, really anxious to get to. Mm-hmm. So Shanna, tell us, do you think after this conversation the good outweighs the bad in Strange World. And yeah. what do you give it out of 10? Yes, I do think that. And I give it a 7. Okay. How about you, Jeff? I, I, I think that... You know what? I would say it's a 5 out of 10. <laughs> oh it's God. very mediocre. I am looking at your notes and it says 6 out of 10. Yes. And you just dropped it a point. I did. Oh, my God. we just talked it out. <laughs> And I can't say really there's more good than you just bad. just took a point away. I did. Because right. there's not more All good right. than bad in right. this. It's, you said mm-mm. yourself it's mid-tier. It's very mediocre. It's oh very God. mediocre. Okay. It's visually beautiful, but that's mostly and, and it's progressive socially but that's mostly all it has going okay for we're it. moving on to spoilers so now. here we go okay honey. 
<laughs> Why don't you just carry on about the ships? Okay. Whatever well, it's, it's, it is you want to carry on about. The world. I'm very passionate about building. it. This is the biggest thing. Mm. The world building. Okay. Mm. I'm questioning the world building the entire fucking movie. Just hear me out here. Okay. This is very difficult because I totally get the world just, building just, just, and you don't. And it's, I'm going to try to hear you out. Hear me out and then you can respond. I see. All right. So we have this world where people can fly through, uh, I, I think it's mostly through an alternative energy source. Is that right? Yes. Okay. That's fine. All right. So they have this alternative source, uh, which happens to be through a plant, by the way. Very obvious. It's sort of like electricity that's held in seed pods. Yeah, but it's obviously an allegory for using natural resources and, and trying to find an alternative to oil and stuff. And Anyway, that's fine. But we have these flying machines. But why can't they fly? Why can't they fly over the mountains? Why can't they go far? That is feels like a restraint that is purely constructed by the script not by the any any rationale in the world itself if you are watching how the energy seed pods are used and how long their energy lasts it makes sense that they're not able to safely get that high and safely go that far okay let hear me out you're extrapolating wow but hear me out oh my god okay Go There's on. that issue. Also, where the fuck are we? It's not... It, it, it seems like, okay, we're in a version of... Or are we in the future? But things are kind of like... It, it's very unclear if we're in our... If, if we're in a completely different world. And so I'm wondering all of that, trying to figure all that out. And then if we are in Earth... Somehow we go underground into this whole other world, which reminds me very much of what was, was it Kong? Was it? Yeah, it must have been Kong versus Godzilla that had that, right? Yeah, but other movies have had that. Yeah, and it's always nonsense because it absolutely makes zero scientific sense where there would be this whole big world with all these creatures and all these things. And an atmosphere and everything, right? So we have that going on, and I'm like going, "Oh my god, this this world building is hurting my head because I'm not really sure where we're supposed to be, what what time this is exactly, like what why is it that this is the case?" And then we get to the end ish, I guess the last 15 minutes of the movie, and we learn that they're actually on the back of a giant presumably sea turtle okay why mm -hmm. why are you disappointed and i'm like oh okay and 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 then they come to the realization that they've been inside this sea turtle and all this on top of, and inside yeah and and all this sort of stuff which technically means they basically pickaxe their way through the shell of the turtle into its body by the way which is um disturbing <laughs> so this this turtle has a hole in its flesh somewhere that they went into you mean it's shell yeah the shell but they went into the body mm. i am not 100 percent familiar with turtle anatomy so i cannot actually comment on if that would hurt or not i don't know if there's like a thin layer between the shell and the actual body parts 
I don't know. Moving on, if you can. I'm trying. Jeez, okay. man, you're very impatient with Honey, this. Honey, you're like, you're just like tearing it absolutely apart. You're like yes. shredding the paper and then but, stopping the shredder. But, and then you're pulling out the ribbons, uh, but it's all still attached. And then you shove it through the other way. And so it's teeny tiny little squares. Yes, you said you were going to hear me out. So I have been. That that aspect, okay, that's cool. There, That explains a lot of this whole like, world that they have been in it's not like they've drilled under the earth or whatever and this is a whole world that exists under the earth which would make zero sense but instead this is the anatomy of the turtle okay i'm with you there oh are you yeah i'm trying to get there jesus you're (laughs) wow you are so negative about this film no just the world building i'm trying to go through this journey of how i was the entire movie it didn't make sense, and then this one thing is revealed that makes some sense out of all of it. However, it then this camera pulls up, and we see uh, there's this giant turtle in this otherwise planet, and I'm left wondering, is that supposed to be Earth? Because it kind of looks like Earth. And if so, when are we? Where they like created these things, but like they haven't, they haven't been able to travel outside of this turtle, and no one else. Like, it it brings more questions than anything else to me about this whole thing. Yeah, I get the turtle part. I, I totally am with you that they've been inside this turtle this whole time. Right on. But. <laughs> where are we exactly like and yeah there's so many other questions that come about from this existence of this turtle on on this planet and what planet is that and how come no one else has come from other continents or whatever and and yeah anyway so many questions come from that so that was a, a big thing i think we needed to talk out of the movie you clearly hated the idea of talking this out because you just apparently went right with it without questioning it. I was perfectly happy with mm. the journey. Mm-hmm. I knew we were on top of something. And then when I saw it was the turtle, I thought that that was really freaking cool because there are stories out there or theories or tales or myths or whatever that were, oh, well, really the continents, you know, some islands or some continents were actually on a turtle's back or were on a creature's back. And so those stories do exist out there. And so I was pretty pleased that that was what we were playing with. I'm not completely familiar with the the tales, but Mm. I was happy that that was where we were going. I knew that this movie was happening in a body of some kind. I just didn't know what kind of body. Right. So I enjoyed the way everything worked inside the body. Mm-hmm. It all made sense to me. Um, as things, as we were introduced to new sort of creatures or rather organisms, I had theories of what they were within the body. And mostly I was right. So it was very exciting. I, I totally got the world. I totally got it. Mm-hmm. And as far as like puncturing the turtle, I figure it's just a crack for the turtle. And they're just getting in and it's not a big deal. So again, I don't know turtle anatomy. Maybe <laughs> this is totally normal and we just don't know anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have not had time to research 
any of this. So because giving our opinion. That's what a movie should require. You have to go and look up the anatomy of its environment in order for it to work. It makes sense. <sighs> so, what else did you want to discuss in this section? Well, <laughs> at the risk of pissing you off even further, because you're very mad about me nitpicking the world building oh, in but this. But you also just kicked me by accident, so I'm really like at capacity here. You addressed the turtle, but you also didn't at all address the fact that a turtle somehow lives in this world. And we does- don't know what planet. It- and it mostly looks like just water. It could be the only one. There could maybe be one nearby for a sequel if this one did well. I don't fucking know. Ah, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't care. We're just supposed to care about these people on this turtle. And now my dog wants to leave my lap because I'm so over this. All right. All right. It doesn't matter. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Move (laughs) on. There was something you mentioned earlier that I wanted to hear you elaborate on. Yeah, sure. There's about three times, maybe, if I'm remembering correctly, where they kind of call themselves out for being a film. Okay. Or being a story. There's one part where... The, the grandson is getting upset with his grandfather and father. They're playing a card game that's a, oh. a collaborative card game. Yeah. You know, which if, if you've learned all your life, there's, it's only good and evil. You're, you're not going to really be good at a co-op game. So I mean, that was yeah. interesting. They just they wanted to make their own rules. They were being really weird. Those two were coming up against each other. But he just wanted to spend time with the two of them. You're using the, pronouns the again. son. Yeah. Grandson. You know, the, his father and grandfather want to know who is the bad guy. And they're getting really obsessed, obsessive about it and stuff. And well, they the want grandson, to things. Yeah. Yeah. The grandson says, there are no bad guys. You're the bad guy. And I thought that that was pretty good because it's like, yeah, there isn't, there isn't really a... Villain. definitive villain it's really human behavior that's messing up relationships that's the bad guy mm. the bad thing what were the other meta aspects uh, at some point one character looks towards the camera ish and i can't remember which character it was it might have been the one that asked the main character to forge his father's signature because he's a fan of his father's uh. And then there was something else, but I can't remember now. Okay. Well, yeah, that game especially, that game scene especially is a good one to, to call out because I, I thought that was very effective for reasons I, me- I mentioned before, but also like, yeah, you know, calling those characters out as being not only antagonizing to him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the nature of them being antagonists too. So... Uh, yeah, that that that's uh that's a good good thing to call out. I don't really know if I have anything else to really speak to with uh, this film. Do you? No, I don't. I, what, I will say at one point I thought there was a reference to uh, Fifinella, who is a character that the studios made during their propaganda films or how tos essentially for World War Two. 
I thought that she was on the back of the mother's jacket and, uh-huh. I, you know, she was being a pilot. So I thought, oh, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But it, that was not the case. It was something totally different. Mm. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say other than I love the inside of the body mechanics. Mm. Yeah, I wish I wish there was something I could say I, I absolutely loved about this movie. I wish I could say I love the movie, but... Unfortunately, as as we talked about, it just falls short in so many ways. So that was kind of a disappointment for Don Hall, especially. Uh, and, and I wish the best for Key Wen, too, in his, his future films. So those are our thoughts on Disney's Strange World. What did you think about the movie? Feel free to share with us at thegibsonreview at gmail.com. That'll about do it for this episode of the movie lovers Shannon before we talk about the next episode why don't you share with people where they can find you online you can find me on Instagram at Shanna Paxton Photography and on Flickchart Spellbinding A okay go to the GibsonReview.com please I would love you to check that out because there are a lot of reviews and features on there I recently did an article about my 20 favorite movies from the 1920s I think that's definitely worth uh, checking out, especially if you are a movie lover as well. I uh, point you in directions of great resources for streaming movies from that decade and and uh, talk about what my favorites are from that decade. That is now available on the main website or going under the Film Faves tab on the website. Follow on social media, thegibsonreview.com or sorry, uh, facebook.com slash the Gibson Review, or on Instagram, the Gibson 99. I do bracket polls there. We recently discovered your favorite courtroom drama. It was not our favorite courtroom (laughs) drama. Uh, It wasn't our fault. (laughs) But it was my favorite courtroom drama of all time, actually. It was uh, 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men beat out, which movie did it beat out? A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. That's right. A movie that we were not able to refresh our memories on. Uh, so, And then that you guys voted into the bracket, too. So pretty soon, uh, if not by the time you're listening to this, we should have a bracket for your favorite 1996 movie on there. But uh, go on there and have fun. Coming up next on The Movie Lovers, we will have our next film faves list. Last time it was courtroom dramas. Be sure you check that out if you haven't already. Next, it will be breakup movies. Just in time for Valentine's Day, we will be talking about our favorite movies that either start with a breakup, that kind of propel the, the plot of the movie, or that are about a breakup. Look forward to that the day before Valentine's Day. Perfect timing. Tuesday, February 13th. Until then, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying bye-bye.